Texas, your truck and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about health, fitness, nutrition, diet, exercise, food, drugs, supplements, training, disease, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. We're going to get to those calls in just a little bit. I have a couple things I want to talk about. And uh, Kim, welcome. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Good. And uh, before we get started, I have to say congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've been promoted to grandma. That's right. (laughs) It's a... and I know you know that experience, uh, Grandpa's side. It's just really, um, I don't know, that whole experience yesterday, just that part of a hospital setting is fabulous, you know, when you right. see the care and, the, you know, just even all along um, with my son and his fiance, just the, the care that she got to make sure she's this little thing. She's like 90 pounds and, you know, just things that they had to watch with her, her iron and stuff. And she had a big baby, eight pounds, eight ounces. And that baby just took a lot from her, which is amazing to see how your body does that too, how this, her yeah. body nurtured this perfect little being. And um, it was just a, an honor to be there and be a part of it and makes everything look right in the world, I'll tell you. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I was just thinking that as you were saying that, that, you know, it's so easy sometimes we're surrounded by news, which is almost always bad. You know, we have social media with all the bickering and fighting, and sometimes it's easy to just get kind of kind of down on humanity. But mm-hmm. watching that process and the birth, it, it just it changes everything. It does. It sure does. I think we need a little more re- reminders like that, you know, just ourselves even, you know. That's right. That's right. All right. So a uh, couple things. One, um, I was reading an article this morning from Mark Sisson. Again, I think last mm-hmm. week I talked about an article from Mark. That was just mm-hmm. spot on. He did it again. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, these are articles that I think about writing because this is the stuff we talk about. Yeah. I, ju- I just talk so much better than I write. So I, I don't get around to writing a lot of the stuff that I want to. But this is two weeks in a row. If I could have written an article, this is what I mm-hmm. would want to be able to write. He, he did such a great yeah. job of summarizing what you and I have been talking about for a long time. And he has a lot of the same beliefs. He, you know, he's all about paleo primal. I mean, that, that's his thing. And he talks about how when you're moving from the standard American diet into a paleo primal type diet, all the things that can go wrong. And, and we've talked about that in digestion. Our digestive systems are a disaster when, you know, the longer you ate that diet for you and I 50 years, the worse things can become. 
And he was specifically talking in this article about enzymes. And we use mm-hmm. enzymes with virtually every client we work with. I mean, that, that is our, yeah. one of the first things we do. And for people who aren't aware, enzymes, there's a couple different classes, of three classes, I think. But right now we're talking about digestive enzymes, a very specific class. And in whole real food that's been raised properly and grown properly, most of the time, the enzymes you need to break down the food that you're eating come with the food. Nature's pretty good about packaging things together that need to be together. That's why I'm not a huge believer in supplements because when we start pulling individual components out, it usually doesn't work as well. So our goal is always get to just a clean, real food diet, and if you do it right, you shouldn't need any enzymes or any supplements. That's always been our goal. But we've also said many times we need to jumpstart this process because we need nutrition to to control and and you know fuel all these functions but if our digestion isn't working no matter how good the food we eat is we can't get mm-hmm. the nutrition out of it so it's one of those things it's like you know if if a car's sitting there with a dead battery you can't do much to work on it drive it anything until you start the battery and we have to you know introduce a jump start to do that it's kind of what we're doing with supplements we have to jump start some of these processes the other thing to know about enzymes and food is that when you cook food you immediately start killing the enzymes that's why we talk about a nice balance between raw and cooked there's a whole raw food movement where people believe that because of these enzymes, you should eat all of your food raw. There's a problem with that, too. There's a pretty strong theory that says one of the reasons we evolved as humans and our brain grew bigger and smarter was because we learned how to cook food. We're really the only species that cooks food. I think it comes down to a good balance. Cooking food releases certain nutrients that aren't available when the food's raw. Cooking food kills the enzymes, though. So if you want a good balance, you eat, you know, part of your diet raw and part of your diet cooked. Now, most people think when we talk about raw, we're talking about fruits, vegetables, that kind of stuff. I'm also talking about animal products. Animal products have lots of enzymes that, once we cook them, disappear. So, you know, I eat beef raw. I eat... um, a lot of seafood raw, like, you know, sushi is raw seafood, uh, tuna tartare, steak tartare. There's lots of traditional raw animal product dishes, eggs raw. Um, I read an interesting article the other day. Um, Kim, what do you think about eating pork raw? I have a heart. I don't know why. Well, even when you're saying beef raw, I... I'm like, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tried that before. You know, fish, you know, tuna, I have, and it just seems natural. I don't know why I don't think of that. I just need to, again, you know, you've helped me broaden my horizons yeah, I, a lot. I, there, there are, pork was one of the ones. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, pork was one of the ones that I always had that fear instilled in me growing up about 
making sure pork was cooked completely because that right. was just the one you're going to get, you know, most chance of getting sick. Yeah. So beef raw, let's talk about that. Two, two beef dishes I absolutely love. Beef carpaccio, which is you, you actually mm-hmm. freeze the beef so you can slice it paper thin and then usually marinate mm-hmm. it and throw in, you know, some chopped up peppers, onions. There's lots of ways to do it. I love that dish. Excellent. Beef tartare. Kind of the same idea, but you like chop the beef really fine and serve it raw again with a marinade, usually, um, you know, a soy sauce kind of thing or, or along those lines. Love both of those dishes. And when I eat a steak now, I sous vide my steak to 125 degrees, which is perfectly rare all the way through and doesn't kill. It leaves some of the enzymes intact. The pork is interesting. I've been eating rare pork for quite some time, probably 20 years. When I cook a a pork chop or a pork loin, pork tenderloin, I leave mine, it's pretty pink in the middle. The fear that you and Mm -hmm. I grew up with is also the reason most of us don't like pork chops because our mothers cooked them till they were like shoe leather. Right. (laughs) They were just awful because we feared a a disease called trichinosis, which is deadly. But what's happened over the years, they virtually eliminated trichinosis. The, The number of cases in this country is so minuscule that... It, it really, it doesn't even exist in the pork anymore. It's very, very rare. So there are actually some kind of those cutting edge restaurants. Um, there's one out in, I believe it's L.A. or San Francisco. Um, Cosatino, I think, is the chef's name. He's known for the, the nose to tail eating. So he comes up with crazy dishes that uses every part of the animal, which I love. He now serves a pork tartare recipe raw pork marinated just like raw beef Um, probably not something you're going to see widespread soon but it's kind of cool that you know i'm sure if we raise chicken properly you might be able to do something with chicken but the texture of raw chicken is just so funky nobody would eat it anyway Uh, but i do eat raw eggs i don't worry about you know e coli and Mm -hmm. raw eggs and salmonella and if you're getting good, and this is the key, if you're going to eat raw, you should know the source. And I don't eat raw food that was conventionally raised, usually. Uh, I've got more to say. We're going to get to a break. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking about enzymes, digestive enzymes in food. Uh, Kim, one more thing on the, the raw. One of the things that I do once in a while, and I, when I talk about it, just freaks people out, um, raw beef liver. Huh. What do you put that in? What do you do so that? raw beef liver, you'd have to be, in my opinion, I eat a lot of raw food, oysters, all kinds of different seafood. Um, I would do the raw pork. I've never tried it, but now after reading that article, um, and I get really good quality pork, I think I'm going to try it. The beef liver, though, the way that I do it, and again, it's because beef liver is so nutrient-dense, and to eat it raw with all of the enzymes and everything, I think is pretty amazing. But the way I do it, and you don't need much, that's the cool thing. So I take it frozen and I grate it on a cheese grater, on the fine side of a cheese grater. And you get almost a powder kind Mm. of, you know, it's almost crystallized kind of. And a tablespoon with like a splash of hot sauce and just swallow it. So it's not something like beef tartare I eat because I absolutely love eating it. Same with sushi and oysters. But raw liver, it's more like um, taking it just because it's so good. You know, so that's the easiest way I found to kind of get it down. Although when I cook beef liver, I do cook my beef liver extremely rare. That's just the way I prefer to eat it. I think it's much better that way. Uh, so well, what? go ahead. You bringing that up, somebody had asked um, a couple of weeks ago because they hadn't gotten on the show exactly how you do cook beef liver. Like how normally do you do that even when you do it rare? Yeah, so a lot of people like it floured. Um, that's the traditional way, floured and fried with onions. If you're going to flour it, you know, find a, a, an alternative flour, a coconut flour, an almond flour, you know, the non-grain kind of flours. I don't bother flouring mine. I I take mine and I get a cast iron pan screaming hot and not exaggerating about 30 seconds to no more than a minute on each side. And you get a, a really nice seared crust that adds some caramelization and some flavor and the inside stays very rare. So it, it, it's super easy. I mean, it takes me two minutes to cook beef liver the way mm-hmm, I like it. Mm-hmm. Diesel loves it that way too, by the way. <laughs> That's cool. Well, it's neat, like how you said, how you did the grading of it because it's just a different way. And I know we've probably talked about this before, but it just came to the forefront again about doing something very specific for a very specific reason too. Um, you know, kind of like we do the bulletproof or something. But that's kind of cool way to where you know something is so packed with nutrients and something to just find a quick way to, you know, incorporate it into your, into your day. And if you have to grate it and put it on, a, like you said, a tablespoon with some hot sauce and have, you know, have a quick taste of it, then, then do it. You know, it, it's what I've, I've been referring to as like functional food, you know, e- eating food mm-hmm. for, for enjoyment. I don't ever want to get away from the enjoyment of food. I love food. I, I, what people would refer to as a foodie. Um, so I don't ever want to get away from the enjoyment, but I also see that traditionally, when you study traditional diets, and we did a lot of that in the nutritional training program, and Weston Price, you know, traveled around the world and studied traditional diets, and what you find is that even though these people had no idea about the science behind what they were doing, 
now that we look back, when we do understand the science, what they were doing was brilliant. How did they know to soak and sprout their grains or their legumes before they ate them? How did they know that? Mm -hmm. They didn't know the science. But now that we look back, we see that that is the absolute way to eat those foods. And we got away from that. And that's why, you know, they were healthier than we are. Even something like a a traditional um, dish, rice and beans, there's a very specific reason those two were paired together. It has to do with the amino acids in them. And both rice and beans are incomplete amino acids, but the two together form complete amino acids. Well, we know that because of the science, but I, I don't think it was just random, but I don't, it was the wisdom of generations that somehow right. figured this out. And when we look back at it now, I just find it amazing. And traditionally, in most um, traditional diets, they did include a lot of raw food. And again, we got away from that, it, mostly in this country. We're just mm-hmm. a little squeamish about raw food. So it, it, there really is an advantage to eating part of your diet raw, both plant and animal. So I know that was a long way around, but that's the whole enzyme thing. Because our diet is so over-processed, to digest most of the food in the standard American diet, you don't need a whole lot of enzymes. The, the stuff's so over-processed, broken down, stripped of nutrients, and because we eat that way, our body stops producing those enzymes, just like our gallbladder gets um, weak because we ate a low-fat diet. It, when you stop using a body's functions, it they atrophy. If we don't use our muscles, they get weaker over time. If we don't use our heart, it gets weaker over time. If we don't use our mind, it gets weaker over time. That applies to all of our, our, our organs and systems. So eating that over-processed diet, our digestive system doesn't work properly anymore. And we need nutrition to get it to work, but we need to be able to digest the nutrition. So it, getting back to Mark Sisson's article, that's exactly what he explains, that even though he's kind of a purist, and you find a lot of that in the paleo-primal community, you know, it should be all food, all food, all food, he understands that in the beginning, you may need these supplements, which, again, is exactly in line with what you and I have been teaching and talking about and helping people with. Yeah, and it's, I love this article because enzymes are one of those things that I always just take in it like, I need to dive more into that, learn more about it. And we, you know, we just had one of our cases, what, last week, um, dealing with gout and, you know, going to research different things you can have. And one of them um, you had looked up was bromelain, which was a, an additional enzyme support, which is, you know, again, it just adds to what, what we're learning about these and how much more benefit they have and to be targeted when we need it. So. Yeah, that was a that was a great article. That yeah, wrote. and, and uh, going going to the case you were just talking about, we we had somebody with a pretty severe case of gout, and uh, we did the research to find you know supplements that could help and foods that could help, and one of them we came across was bromelain, and then we immediately realized, mm-hmm. hey, wait a minute, bromelain's a digestive enzyme, so turns out. Biotics has an awesome digestive enzyme product that has bromelain in it. It works a lot mm-hmm. like 
the other one we use, which is Intenzyme Forte, but this is one of those very targeted cases that instead of using the Intenzyme product, we're using the product with bromelain in it, um, still gives all the digestive support, but has that extra little kick to help with the gout. Bromelain's an interesting... Um, Enzyme. I've known about this one for a very, very long time. It actually comes from tropical fruits, primarily pineapple, papaya, fruits like that. And do you remember a product that's pretty popular when you and I were growing up? Adolph's Natural Meat Tenderizer. Yeah, I can almost picture the bottle. Exactly. I know. It was, <laughs> that was bromelain. No way. Yeah, huh. because it's an enzyme that breaks down protein. So when you put yeah. it on a, a oh, tough when you put it on a tough piece of meat, it starts to break down that protein and it becomes more tender. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so again, uh, Mark Sisson, congratulations on a great article. I love reading his stuff. Um, yeah. In the the next show, I, I, I want to get to some calls, but in the next show, I'm going to talk about um, one of the other functional medicine doctors that I absolutely love, Chris Kresser. Uh, I'm going through mm-hmm. uh, his course now. He um, had a good article this morning. There's going to be more to come on this, but I want to touch on it in the next show. Anything else you want to talk about, or should we get to some calls? Um, just piggyback on that with enzymes. If anybody's out there using the betaine plus, you know, building their their um, hydrochloric acid in their stomach and working with that, and because we brought in enzyme forte a little bit later in the game, um, consider adding that to your digestive protocol. You know, we just do one per meal and stuff to add a little bit more enzyme support to to your your digestive. So it's just a good pairing there. So I know we got people on betaine plus from the get go. Um, after you graduated. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, then with working with biotics, they've helped us even, you know, just fine-tune things even more and make it more complete. So check that out yeah. in the store. Absolutely. Great thought. We're coming up on a break, but uh, you just triggered another thought in my mind, so I will talk about that right after uh, this break. We had a what I consider to be a pretty big success story. We're a little into it, a little early into it yet, but I, I want to mention it because it had to do with the digestive issue, uh, and I think we may have finally solved it. Uh, somebody who had been to other NTPs had tried a lot of things and just, just kept being blocked, and I think we figured out the reason. We'll talk about that right after this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Um, Kim, you know, th- this was a, a, an interesting case. And, and I don't want this to sound like I'm criticizing the other NTPs. I'm not. We benefited from what they had mm-hmm. done prior. So, you know, we were able to watch all the things they were trying. And sometimes right. this is trial and error. You know, we don't get it right every time. In fact, most of the time we don't. That's why we work with people one-on-one. You know, we have some recommendations. Hey, go try this stuff on your own. You see if it works. If it does, great. If it doesn't and you want some more help, that's why we have our, you know, direct consulting programs where we work with people directly. This was, you know, a case where he took our advice, went to an NTP. um, He was doing keto, lost a lot of weight. Things were going great. And then he hit a, a stall. And then some other things started going wrong with digestion. And we were kind of following along the whole time. And there, there's nothing any of the other NTPs did that I would criticize. It, it was their approach. It, some things worked, some didn't. Um, he finally got to a point where he was stuck. And, and he, he said, okay, let's try you two. So we had that benefit of all that trial and error that the other NTPs did. So it was a little easier for us. We looked at it and uh, really thought that if anything hadn't been completely addressed properly yet, they had addressed the condition. They tested and determined he absolutely had SIBO. So once we knew he had the SIBO, it looked like it, was, it wasn't going away. Even though they were doing some things to treat for it, it wasn't going away. And those are the things we would have done a year ago to treat for SIBO. We would have done the exact same things. The only thing we did different, and this is a product we're so impressed with, we had the doctor on our show um, a while back that developed this product. He's a medical doctor, a gastroenterologist, but he realized the medical approach to SIBO was not working. So he developed a supplement, a natural supplement that targets SIBO. That's all it does. It targets SIBO. We used that supplement. We think we've broken through the problem. Um, We're only a couple weeks in, but most of the symptoms have completely gone away. Now we'll have to wait to see if we'll, you know, be able to move past some of those blockages. He still wants to lose a little more weight, but we have absolutely the way it looks right now, fix the digestive problems with that one supplement. I just love this stuff. We have it in the store. It's called Atron Teal. Yeah, we're getting lots of feedback on it. Um, and what's cool is it just helps, too, with the comfort of while you're dealing with this stuff, too, bloatedness and gas and while you're healing, too. And I think that's what's been so great, giving people instant, instant uh, uh, relief and stuff they've been dealing with. Yeah, you know, my... Um the next show, the the topic I hinted at and I'm going to talk about has to do with AIP, the autoimmune protocol diet. And mm-hmm. one of the first things you do is is do some gut healing. And we have a gut healing kit in the store. It includes everything you need. You don't have to try to pick and choose and wonder what you're supposed to get. It's one of those things. There's so much nutrition in that kit that it's one of those things I could recommend to anybody. If you have digestive issues, mm-hmm. just start with that one. It, it can't hurt. It's tons of great nutrition, and people get amazing results for, from it, and we've made it drop-dead easy. You just buy the kit. 
and and go through that kit. We have a a thirty day and what a two week. Is that how we did it? Yeah, two, thirty two day, and I highly recommend the thirty day. The thirty day just because yeah. you're not. Yeah, you're not going to. I mean, you might if you don't have a lot of healing to do and so forth. See, you know, you'll see results after two weeks, but you really want to. Yeah. To continue, yeah, and, and do the full healing. So, you know, that's one of the, mm-hmm. the the kits that I feel very confident that if somebody wants to try something on their own, that's a great way to start. Yeah, and it's all around. I love it because it's the healing, the, you know, the IPS and the antrokill, the, the probiotics, rebuilding good bacteria. Um, you know, we and we hit. You know, you got to have your diet going with this, and you know the bone broth that's in it too. So healing and comforting too. And, and so, you know, we're heading happy. into that cold weather season where that bone broth is just awesome. Mhm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What do you say we get to some calls? Sounds good. All right. Let's start off in Illinois. Dave, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How's it going? Going great. What can we help you with today? Well, I, I don't know. I'm hoping you guys are able to get access to my blood work. I was I, I emailed Kim about it, and I, I kind of did it wrong in the beginning, but I don't know if I was able to figure something out or not. Yep, <laughs> I've got it here in we front of me. In there. Yeah, yeah. Kim took care of it and got it over to me. Um, Dave, tell me something. What What has your diet been like recently? Well, I started, I did grain-free. I started that in 2015 of May, then in August of 20. 20- 15, I went to keto, and then I'd say the last six months I've been kind of not so hardcore keto because I feel I got a pretty good grasp on my weight and where I want it, and I've got a. I'm really, I'm really comfortable with trying to figure out how many carbs I can eat on any given day. You know, I'm usually below 100. I'm very active too, but um, so I wouldn't say I'm a full blown keto right now. Well, the reason I asked is because. I want to make you the poster child for eating this way. I have calculated oh. hundreds and hundreds of blood samples for cholesterol. You have yeah. you are the king of cholesterol right now. Good in a, in a very very good way. These are some of the best numbers I've ever seen. Well, now uh, let me interrupt you real quick. Did you were you able to see where you can click back to see last year's numbers? Um, not and see sh- side by side. I can I can get those. Yeah, I saw where they had it. I did it. I did it the past one. I didn't do it with the cholesterol. I don't believe. Yeah. So let me just go. So you know, the people that listen to the show know there's always two ways to look at cholesterol. Just looking at the individual numbers, the way the medical community does, which I'm not a big fan of. We're looking at ratios, which I like. I love. You blow the charts away, no matter which way we look at it. Your total cholesterol is 175. That's what's considered desirable. Your LDL is 90, which is considered optimal. Your HDL, 78, optimal. Your triglycerides, 35, completely normal. When we look at your ratios, you are ideal in every single ratio. Nice. Yeah, it... It doesn't. But, uh, remind me what, what what are the LDL and the H? Which ones are the good? And which ones are the bad again? Okay, so HDL is absolutely good. We always everybody agrees we okay. want HDL to be higher. That's a good cholesterol. The other one we can all agree on is triglycerides. Those are bad. We want them to be lower. Everybody agrees on that. 
LDL is where everybody gets confused because LDL has for years been referred to as bad cholesterol, and that's just not true. We have to dig down deeper to see the type of LDL. But when you have numbers like this, I say don't bother spending the money on the testing to dig down deeper. I know what the results are going to be. There's two different kinds of LDL. There's what we call small and dense. That is bad. We don't want that. But there's large and fluffy, which is either neutral, it does no damage at all, or some studies actually suggest that it's beneficial. So there are times when if you have an elevated LDL, but it's good LDL, we don't worry about it. Your LDL is in such a good number, I wouldn't worry about it no matter which one it is. And, but my guess is, if you spent the money to get tested, you'd find out that most of yours is the good, large, and fluffy kind, because that's what a good, clean diet creates. Gotcha. And then, um, did you see where my uh, omega-3 to 6 thing is also on there? I think it was the first one. Um, yep, let me find it. That's, uh, that's what was challenging with this, was these are all separate. I think it's the, I think it's the first result. Yeah, the, the um, so I, I'm looking at your, you know, 16 results to your 17 results, and every single thing testing. improved. Yeah, and the cholesterol. Well, triglycerides stayed exactly yeah. the same. Um, everything yeah. else improved, which just goes to show the longer we, and it's not that your 2016 results were bad. They were way better than most people I see. Your 2017 is literally ideal. So it just goes to show the longer we eat this way, the better things continue to get. Yeah, I, I got a kick out of the uh, omega-3 thing where they I'm slightly elevated now as opposed to being in a deficit <laughs> in uh, supplementing. That, got it. All right, let's, uh, let's get to a break. I'll try to get some of those other numbers here in front of me, and we'll, uh, we'll go over those. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. 
We're in the final segment of Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. We were talking with Dave in Illinois. So, um, Dave, I would put cholesterol out of your mind. It's not even something I would think about anymore. Um, The other thing I did see was your, uh, you know, the fatty acid thing. I don't see any big deal in there at all either way. Um, You know, I tell people all the time, if you want to improve your omega-3, by far the very best way to do it is just to eat more fish. You know, sardines, uh, good cold water salmon, um, smaller varieties of tuna so we don't have all the mercury load. Uh, oysters, any anything that comes out of the ocean is is your best bet by far. I don't see any big deal in your numbers here either way. The one number I do see that concerns me a little that it, that you could make some improvements on was your vitamin D level. You are okay. at, you are at the very bottom. The range I believe is thirty to like a hundred and twenty. Let me go look that up real quick. Thirty to a hundred. And you are at 30.1. Yep. So you made the cut. Okay. You made the cut. But there, most functional medicine doctors believe that even at the top of the range, 100 is not optimal, that, that we have the range wrong, that you would really like to see your numbers up into the 140 range on vitamin D. Using that number, almost everybody's deficient. But vitamin D... We now know we we really shouldn't have called it a vitamin. That almost kind of minimizes it. It, It's a hormone. And hormones are incredibly powerful, much more so than vitamins and minerals. Uh, Hormones literally control every function in our body. And vitamin D is really a hormone. So, you know, the best way to get it is sunshine. But unless you live somewhere near the equator, you're probably not going to get all you need from sunshine. In the wintertime, even in the southern part of the United States, most people don't get enough. You know, if you live in the south and you can get outside with, you know, lots of skin exposed, you might do okay. But this is one of those areas where I do supplement throughout the winter. I I am now back to taking a vitamin D supplement because it's the only way. The one I really like, we have a liquid form of vitamin D in our store. Um, that's very absorbable. You just put one drop on your tongue a day, that's it. You, you could even put it in your Bulletproof coffee or water, whatever you want. Super easy to take and will keep your vitamin D levels up. And this is one of those areas where it's probably not a bad idea sometime around February or March to have your vitamin D levels tested and see if your supplementation is working. Okay, what, what kind of dose would you recommend then? Um, again, like if, you, the, if you use our liquid, the standard dose seems to be enough to keep you above 100. So, okay. you know, it, it's basically one drop out of the... It comes in a little bottle like the size of an eyedropper. And you just put a drop on your tongue, and that seems to be enough to keep most people, you know, right around that 100 range or above. And then if you really want to optimize it... That's where I would say, you know, you you might want to test in the summer and see if you need to supplement. And then you might want to test like towards the end, middle or end of winter and see if your supplementation is working or if you need to up the dose. All right. 
All right. The, the only other thing I, out of all those tests, I was even wondering how it looks is the uh, glucose. It was at 95. Is that decent or? That's exact. Mine is 94. And it, it, if we use the traditional way of looking at this, they would consider that elevated. But what we have found is people who are eating very low carb tend to have a fasting glucose slightly higher than normal. But they have an A1C very much lower than normal. Because it, it, even though we might be elevated when we're fasting, slightly elevated. You know, we're not in the 70s or 80s, which they call kind of ideal. We're in the 90s, even low hundreds. But damage doesn't occur until we're over 140 consistently. And what you find with people who eat low carb, they might start the day at 94, 95. By 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm usually in the 70s or 80s, and it stays there all day. It's what's called the dawn effect. Overnight, because we don't eat much glucose, our liver will actually produce glucose overnight to keep our blood level steady. So we, we tend to show up with elevated first thing in the morning. I see. Okay. That works. All right. Good stuff. Like, uh, boy, Kim, that's a, a success story from eating clean, huh? Yeah, that's really great. That's the one I'd like to carry around and show to people every time <laughs> they say, you know, eating a high-fat diet will clog your arteries and cause cholesterol. And it, it, nothing could be further from the truth. You don't get those kind of numbers from any drug mm -hmm. or any other diet. Those are just ideal. Let's see. Yeah, keep going. That's cool. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go north of the border this time. Nigel, welcome to the program. Morning. What's on your mind today? Uh, I fired an email at you a couple of days ago. Uh, I don't know whether it's of any interest here. Um, yeah. Somebody I'm, and Kevin, I didn't, somebody I I'm didn't, aware of. I have Nigel tell you about him because I don't know why I didn't. Um, I told Nigel I forwarded that to Kevin, and then it's not in desk that oh. was forwarded. So, Nigel, can you tell us about him? Right, the game question is called Jimmy McDonald. Um, it's a bit of an adventurer. He's uh, around 30 years old now, but he's already completed a, a few amazing feats. He's cycled 14,000 miles across 25 countries unaided. Wow. It's a world record for static cycling. And... In 2013, he ran coast-to-coast coast on across Canada, uh, equivalent, and that was non-stop, equivalent of 200 marathons non-stop. Oh. <laughs> and start, starting next month, he's retracing his steps across Canada, uh, but this time he's taking it easy and doing it in a camper van, along <laughs> with a good, a good friend of his, uh, and she, in her own right, as uh, she ran across New Zealand 3,000 kilometers. And once he's completed that on the west coast of Canada next, I think he finishes it in February-ish, is uh, dropping down into the U.S. and starting his next challenge. Um, on the 1st of March next year, he's running from, uh, I think it's Cape, somewhere in Washington, the most westerly point in the U.S., 
and it's running from there to uh, Maine on the East Coast, but via California, Texas, right down on the southern end. Uh, and it's going to be between uh, 5,500 and 6,000 uh, 6, miles. Wow. That uh, is incredible. Um, Kim, before I forget, can you um, start a desk case and send it to Lisa and see if when he no, comes... Yeah. If when he comes to the right. U.S., we could well, get him I, on the show. I, well, I, I've spoke to his organization, yeah. and they're interested in coming oh, good. on the show. Is, is interested in coming on the show. Good, good. We'd we'd love to have him. Um, we don't have a whole lot of time left, Kim. You know what this reminds me of? Um, this reminds me of the persistence hunting from uh, what was the book Born to Run? Is that the one I was in? Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Persistence hunting, is that what you said? Persistence hunting, yeah. No. No? No. Well, 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 if you you want a bit of history on this guy, he has got a book out, and it's on Kindle. Oh, good, good. I will absolutely go read that. So so has the girl. The the girl that's traveling with him, she's also got a book out as well. Ah, excellent. I will will uh, grab both of those. And he's... Uh, before he did the Canada run, uh, his diet was a paleo diet, so that sort of plays into what you do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for that, and uh, let's continue to work together and get him on the show. I think that would be awesome. Um, we're just about out of time, so we're going to have to wrap this up. We will do it again real soon. Uh, Kim, any final words? Just uh, any questions you guys send to us at support, let's truck.com, like Nigel did. If there's somebody you see would be great on the show, um, something of interest, let us know. And if you are looking uh, to get some two-on-one help, Kim and I tag team on this, so you're going to get two-on-one help. Uh, You can find all those programs on the website as well, let's truck.com. Look under the health tab and the health plans. Thanks for joining us. We are all out of time. We'll do it again real soon. This is Destination Health. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford. everybody uh we are out of questions we have a lot of callers on so i'm going to give you uh one opportunity here um kim i think you and i are going to record one segment as an open either way um okay there's some calls coming in some questions if you have a question now is your chance jump in press one on your phone and uh we'll get to some of those we are going to go ahead and start here we go
your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health, fitness, food, nutrition, lifestyle, diet, exercise, training, drugs, disease, supplements, you name it. It's fair game. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. We're going to get to those questions in just a little bit. Kim, welcome back. Hi, glad to be here, Kevin. Hey, I had a uh, topic I wanted to talk about. I'm going to get to that, but we have a carryover from our last show that I I want to pick up on because um, Nigel called us and and he had already sent this to you, so we were looking at it about a, I don't even know what you would call this guy, just an amazing human being. Um, (laughs) That is, he wants us to get him on the show. I think it's an excellent idea. We're going to work on that. Um, he does these crazy long bicycle rides, runs. It, it's just amazing what the human body is capable of. I, I am always just awestruck. You know, we, we've talked about and had Sami Inkinen on the show, who is a, mm-hmm. a, a world-class triathlete, but him and his wife rode a boat across the Pacific Ocean to Hawaii and set records doing it, and they did it fully fat adapted, which is why it's so exciting. Um, Zach Bitters, who set the um, 100 mile run record right around 12 hours to run 100 miles, uh, <laughs> fully fat adapted. And it's just amazing. You know, it, this. I, I got thinking when he was talking about the run he did across Canada, which was equivalent to running 200 marathons back-to-back. That is, it, it's mind-boggling. But it, what it brought to mind for me was the, um, and this was a book you recommended for me, was Born to Run. And it, it, wasn't that the book where they talked about the persistence hunting? That's where, you know what, I'm... I, I'm trying to think where I heard of it, Kevin, because I haven't finished it. I have it. It's one of my five going at the same time. Okay. <laughs> but it might have been a podcast I forward on to you because who's the guy in that one? Uh, I'm trying to think of the main the main. Yeah. That. I, I don't remember. And, and, uh, McDonald? Yeah. Yeah. So persistence hunting, I, I was fascinated by this uh, concept. So the theory is... And it's more than a theory, because there are still tribes today that do this. In the Kalahari in Africa, there are still some indigenous tribes that do this. You know, we, we had to wonder, I've always wondered, I've read all kinds of, you know, novels on this topic, and how did we first start killing animals? You know, we even when we had weapons, they were really, really crude. Like, try throwing a rock at an animal sometime. You know, or or using a, a very crude slingshot, or so. You know, the, it turns out that the way we did it was these native tribes became 
so good at running very, very long distances that there was no way they could run fast enough to catch any animal. Almost every animal on the planet's faster than we are. What they were able to do, though, was literally run the animal till it exhausted itself and fell over. And they would do it sometimes as, as groups, as tribes. So, you know, they could pick up when, when somebody got tired. But you look at these people who can run these incredible distances, um, you know, at, mm-hmm. at high speeds. You could see now how, you know, you, you take a herd of a big game of some sort, antelope or wildebeest or whatever it might be, and you start running just like any predator would chasing them. But you probably pull one out of the herd and you literally run it till it exhausts itself. And I, I was just fascinated by that. And you, we now can see the human body would be capable of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? People like this and like that, it's, it's, they show us what is possible um, and I think sometimes when, like, this guy's history, because I just started, um, when Nigel said that, Googled the guy um, and looking at him, and instantly what stands out is somebody who was was very sick and then, you know, got healthy and wanted to then give back. And I think I, I look at that and, and admire those people in that they have such an appreciation for the body and health, you know, um, those of us that may have not had certain challenges, maybe take some things for granted. So we have, we have a lot to learn from these people that, that do this, do things we think are absolutely insane and crazy, and why would they do it? And it's like, why not? And, you know, look, maybe I'll expand your hives or more, and anything you might think you want to try sometime, you know, just, just do it. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more, and I love the way you, you – framed that because a lot of times we look at these people and think well they were just genetically superior you know Mm -hmm. they and here's a guy who wasn't he was sick he was really sick and I don't know his history I'm going to go read the book though Um, but there are lots of cases of that so the the Mm -hmm. thing I love about that is no matter where we are with our health our age whatever we can always improve and we can even make incredible improvements if we're willing to put in the work. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, and it might not even be something this big, you know, like I was trying to think of that, you know, some people we've got to work with or have written in that um, deal with really big stuff. And their goal may be, you know, just to, you know, not have pain during the day or, you know, it, that it, kind of stuff. So surround yourself with people like this. That's why it's so cool that Nigel brought him to us. Surround your people that, that show you, you know, uh, to just just step out and, and, and try to... Yeah, absolutely. I have no desire to run across the country, row a boat to Hawaii, none of those things. It's nowhere on my radar. It's not on my bucket list. It's not something I would aspire to, but I love watching these people that do it. It, it gives us so mm-hmm. much hope that if they can accomplish that, and if they came from a place where they were sick, Sami Inkinen was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes as a triathlete, and, and he attributes it to all the carb loading he did. But he, he came from that point to regain his health, eliminate his type 2 diabetes, and, and go on to do amazing things in, in athletics and also in business. I mean, the guy's a, a business genius. We had him on because he now runs uh, Verda Health. And their goal is to eliminate type 2 diabetes from the planet. I mean, he, this, when this guy sets goals, he sets big goals. 
Mm-hmm. But it, yeah. it, it's the other thing this guy did. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, that just stood out that I just want to share it real quick is that sometimes he does this, he did this in service to others too, um, to give back to the hospitals that, that helped, you know, helped him get healthy. And we do that too when we're working with people sometimes, isn't it? With the, you know, like even the uh, adrenal and stress and that is, you know, go find something to be a service to, you know, get uh, outside ourselves a bit, go, you know, you know, see people that may need more help than we do, and something happens inside of us when we do that. Absolutely. Very well said. All right. I have uh, one more topic, which is what I originally planned on mm-hmm. opening the show with, um, and that is I saw something from Chris Kresser this morning. Uh, he's going mm-hmm. to write an article about this, so I, I'm going to keep an eye out. But I, I went and... Um, I went and did some research on this, and, and I can summarize it now. I think he'll probably come up with some other good points. So, you know, one of the things that we are absolutely influenced by are all the medical studies and statistics we see. We see statins lower your heart attack risk by 50%, and this diabetic drug lowered A1C by this number. And, and, and this kind of research is all over the place. Unfortunately, and I've pointed this out many times, the, the New England Journal of Medicine, which is where you will find the majority of these studies, if you can get your study published in the New England Journal of Medicine, that's like the Holy Grail. That was considered the gold standard. Unfortunately, one of the editors from the the New England Journal of Medicine said after decades of working there, she could no longer trust any of the studies that they publish. That was so scary to me. And she said it's because Mm -hmm. of follow the money. These studies are paid for Mm -hmm. by groups that have an absolute interest in the results. So the results are so skewed, she said, you can't trust anything we publish. That, to me, was incredible. I can't believe it wasn't all over the news. But unfortunately, all the news channels are funded by the same companies. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're controlling what, what shows up on the news and what doesn't. Um, so with that, I actually have a little bit of good news that I'll talk about when we get back from this break. Stick around. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. So, Kim, you know, there are lots of people, and I understand it. We, we all want proof. We all want proof that something works because, they're, they're, especially when it comes to nutrition and health, there's so many competing ideas. It, and everybody seems to have the logic behind why this would work or that would work. Or, uh, but we all want proof. We want scientific proof. The problem is the studies are all, and when I say all, I am not kidding. It, it is so overwhelming that these studies are, are funded, paid for by pharmaceutical companies. The, 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 it, it is incredibly expensive to run these kind of studies. They have very, very deep pockets. They, they fund all these studies, and it's funny that the studies they publish all makes their pharmaceutical drugs look like the answer. I don't trust those anymore. And then people will say, well, show me the study that proves, you know, that a, a low-carb, you know, clean diet works. Well, there are none. Who's going to pay for it? Right? Who would benefit enough? Who could sell enough of whatever? Kerrygold can't sell enough butter to possibly fund a study. They're, they're outrageously expensive. So I found it interesting. I, I, I got to dig a little deeper to find out who paid for this. But uh, in the Journal of Nutrition and Food Sciences, it was published. And this was run um, by medical doctors. It was run like a, a, a true uh, peer-reviewed scientific study, just like all the big pharmaceuticals do, except they actually studied a dietary intervention. They weren't studying a drug. They were studying the change that diet could have. There are so few of these studies that I get really excited when I see one. This one was specifically on um, IBD, um, irritable bowel disease, which includes uh, Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. Those are the two most severe of the digestive disorders. These wreak havoc with people's lives. And they, they did a study where they put these people um, on the autoimmune protocol, the AIP diet. You and I have talked about that. We've recommended it to people. Mm-hmm. It is a very, very restrictive diet. So we use it as a, what we call a therapeutic diet. So if you have one of these conditions or, or you know, you've got real severe digestive problems, many, or any of the autoimmune conditions that go along with that, and there are hundreds of those, it, many times we'll recommend the AIP protocol. The results on this were absolutely phenomenal. Um, they did as well or better than the drugs that cost incredible amounts of money, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, one of the side effects of most of these drugs that they would use is death. These drugs can kill you. They can also cause leukemia, cancer, all kinds of nasty problems. And many times they don't work that well at all, and doctors have to go through three or four different biologic drugs. They're called biologics. Um, before they find one that works, and by that time, people are a mess. I, I know, personally know people who are on these biologic drugs for ulcerative colitis, Crohn's. It, it, their life is not that much better on these drugs. 
It minimizes some of the symptoms, but these are injectables. I mean, you've got to inject yourself with these or, or keep going back to get injected. And here we now see that a dietary intervention, no drugs were used at all. All they did was put these people on the autoimmune protocol and they got as good or better results, no side effects. Wow, that's exciting. When was that report put out? Uh, I think it's been fairly recent. Looks like Mm -hmm. um, June, right around June of 17 this year. It was presented at the World Congress on Nutrition and Food in Japan. Um, Wow. But these are so rare where they do a true Mm peer-reviewed, you know, really well-controlled research study like this. And like I say, they're almost always on drugs. They're very, very seldom ever on food or supplements or any of the naturopathic methods. So I was just excited to see this and excited to see the results. Yeah, very cool. All right. Anything else or you want to get to some calls? No, that's yes for questions, and we got them. This is awesome. All right, let's do it. Let's head off to West Virginia, wild, wonderful West Virginia. Herschel, it's your turn. Hey, how you doing, Kevin? Good. What's on your mind today? Well, on the well, on the last show, you mentioned vitamin D, and virtually everybody doesn't get enough, as you said. But my question around vitamin D, me being a SIBO guy, hopefully a post SIBO guy now, from yes. what we can tell, inflammation plays a really big part in all that and messes up everything. Does vitamin D have a benefit toward inflammation? It does, but like most hormones, and that's why it's a shame that we classified this as a vitamin early on. I don't think we'll ever change that. More, most hormones, the way they work in the body is incredibly complicated. Vitamin D it works with a whole bunch of other cofactors, all nutrition, all stuff we can get from food, and it, it does so many things in the body. Um, there is a cascade effect, and inflammation is one of them. So the real answer here is... Uh, instead of trying to figure out or, or I, I've done a ton of research on this, but some of it is so complicated, I'd have a hard time putting it into words. Um, the real answer here is let's just make sure we keep our vitamin D levels optimized. And, and I'm not a big fan of, you know, spending people's money on a lot of testing. Um, but this might be one of those areas that's important enough. You may want to test once or twice. And if you find out that, you know, in the summertime, because you're going outside for an hour or 15 or 20 minutes at noon in a pair of shorts and nothing else, and you test and your vitamin D levels are good, well, then you know it's working. And then you may want to test one more time in the winter to see if your supplementation is enough. It's not one of those things we'd have to keep testing over and over. What? You're going to get me arrested if I do that. <laughs> well, build, build, You're going to get me arrested. Indecent exposure. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't make it a Speedo. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Um, in my current condition now, I meant to ask you yesterday on our one-on-one and I forgot. 
of course, brag the good stuff with the mother, the apple cider vinegar. Is that a good thing for me to start putting back in for the prebiotic benefit? I would certainly try it. Yeah, I I think once we've got, you know, we've done quite a bit of gut healing with you. We think we have the SIBO gone now. Um, I, I would certainly try it. If you don't have any negative effects when you take it, you'd be fine. And it's one of those things, there are so many benefits to it. Um, and you just reminded me of something. I forgot all about this. Um, Kim, do you remember uh, at the wedding that we had here, Brittany's wedding, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there were a couple of the large size bottles of wine that were opened and yeah. it looked like somebody only drank maybe a couple glasses out of them. And I thought, uh-huh. God, I hate to waste that. Um, I, I'm not, I was, I'm, this has been my year off of drinking, so I wasn't going to drink it. And once it's opened, it's going to go bad. So I did a little research and right after the wedding, I stuck those away um, down in the cellar garage kind of thing, and I should mm-hmm. have my own homemade vinegar with mother. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! Takes yeah, about you'll have to let us know. interesting. That's cool. Yeah, I, I made two big bottles of it. From you start with wine, you add mother from you know a vinegar that already has it, kind of the same way you you know you can use mm-hmm. yogurt to create another batch of yogurt. So I added some mother to, to two big jars of this, and you put some cheesecloth over the top so that it can breathe. And it, they say it takes about four months. I think I'm, I think I'm past that. Uh-huh. I forgot it was down there. You know what? Yeah, you're good. You should try it. Yeah. <laughs> so is all well with the new baby, Kim? Yeah. Yeah, thanks for asking her. So awesome. <laughs> awesome. So blessed. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, guys, I'll let you be and get somebody else. That's what I was curious about. All right, fantastic. We're coming up on a break. I'll take us through the break, and we will come back. We have lots more questions on the line, so we're going to get to them right after. It looks like we have some really good questions, too. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to get to those right after this. Check out the website. Everything we talk about virtually, you'll find there. Our our leaky gut kit is an awesome way to get started fixing your digestion. If you eat and tend to get, you know, bloated and belched, you might even just want to try the Atron Teal for that. You can also uh, take our free Nutri-Q. We can go over those with you here on the air, or you can sign up for our uh, two-on-one direct mentoring. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. We are off to New York. Connie, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin and Kim. Hi, there. What can we help you with? Um, I'm just calling in. Um, I've done the NutriQ with you guys, and I've got the test results back. Okay. And I'm looking at them now. So before I dive too deep into these, give me a a little background. How have you been eating, and, and how have you been feeling, and what kind of things are you dealing with? Um, I'm dealing with quite a bit. Um, I have digestive issues. Uh, my husband listens to your show and, um, he got me on to also the, um, SIBO, which I'm kind of wondering if that's what I have too, but it just keeps, keeps progressing different areas. It started out way back and, um, when I was in, my 20s and that and since then it's progressed more and more every year it's a little bit different um i've come up to even um where my stomach doesn't want to digest foods got it okay Um, Um, i i pretty much eat once once i eat once a day so got it okay so have you listened to the show a lot? I know you said your husband does. Have you listened to it a lot? I try to whenever okay. I can. Okay. So just to just to kind of give you the big picture, both Kim and I are nutritional therapists. Um, we just believe that the only thing the body needs to be healthy is nutrition, nothing else. I mean, that, that's all we had for however long you believe we've been on the planet. I know there are different beliefs on that, and I don't question anybody's beliefs. But we've been around a very, very, very long time, no matter what number you put on it. And, it, and we not only survived, but we thrived, and we're the only species virtually that can live anywhere on the planet. And we did that with just food. We didn't have doctors. We didn't have hospitals. We didn't have surgeries. We didn't have drugs. Now, I'm not saying we haven't improved on some things, but we've also really screwed a lot of things up. All you have to do is look around at the health of, you know, the American population, and and we're exporting that all over the world now, and it's a shame. People are are way, way uh, more sick than they ever have been. We're finally to the point, unfortunately, where the, the generation being born right now has a lower life expectancy than their parents. That's never happened before. We have kids getting type 2 diabetes before they're 8. It, it used to be called adult onset for a reason. Nobody got it until two or three decades of bad eating. Now we eat so poorly you can get it in two or three years. That's scary. So our, our whole approach is we want to get to the point where you are eating such a good, clean, nutritious diet that you need nothing, no supplements, no nothing. We can't get there from day one, though. It's what we start with, and if somebody doesn't want to get to that clean diet, then there's no point in even talking to us because there's nothing I believe can be done 
to make you healthy if you're not willing to look at food as the primary reason why we're either healthy or unhealthy. In the beginning, we do use supplementation because, like I've said on many shows, we've got to kickstart this process. There's no other alternative. Have you, you know, through all those years, were you primarily following a low-fat diet? Um, I've always been watching what I eat, but I think now since uh, I've been listening to some of your show about the ketogenic diet and that, okay. um, I've been pretty conscious on what I eat now. <laughs> okay, good. So the reason I ask that is because your chart, your, your NutriQ chart, is very common, and, and we see this much more so with women than we do men. Um, we see men with lots of health problems, no question, but our most severe cases almost always tend to be women. And my belief is, is that because women really followed the low fat advice so much more than men did, especially when we're talking about truck drivers, um, truck drivers were just not known for, you know, eating salads with low fat dressing that, you know, they, they never really followed that advice. Now, it doesn't mean they didn't eat poorly. They did, but they ate poorly in a different way. Women really tended to follow that low-fat advice. And I think if there's one thing that really, really screwed up our health, it was all the low-fat. It is unbelievable how many problems can be caused by a low-fat diet, and the longer you do it, the worse these problems become, and they compound. And that's where we end up where, where you are now. So a, a ketogenic diet, a, a, an elimination diet, a paleo diet, those would all be huge improvements. Which one would be best for you? It's hard to say unless we had more time to do a little digging, but any of those would be a huge improvement. But we also clearly need to do quite a bit of digestive work with you. So based on that, without digging a lot deeper, I I would recommend that you do one of the elimination-type diets for at least 30 days. So maybe an AIP protocol, a... um, a uh, GAPS protocol, a Whole30, those would all be very... Now, I will warn you, they are very, very restrictive. That's why we only do them for a short period of time. I I wouldn't want to live on a diet like that for an extended period of time. I wouldn't want anybody else to do it. But they can be very beneficial in the short term to really clear up a lot of these problems quickly. And then I would also recommend that we, we use our gut healing protocol while you're doing that. Because all of those diets are designed for digestive healing and autoimmune problems because those two go hand in hand. So, and then our gut healing kit is a, a group of supplements and bone broth and, and other things that are really known for healing the gut and healing the digestive tract. Once you got through that, and that may be 30 to 60 days or so of, of elimination and really working on gut healing, no drugs, no surgeries, none of that other stuff that's going to be food and some very targeted supplementation. After 30 or 60 days, if we were working directly with you, we would have you retake the nutri 
so we could see where we had movement mm-hmm. and then what we would go work on next. Um, you know, my guess would be that we would have to start working on some hormone levels because your adrenal and thyroid are way off the charts as well. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the big okay. picture. I mean, if, if you wanted to try that, you can look up any of those diets I talked about, AIP, GAPS, Whole30. Um, there's tons of information on, on the Internet. You don't even have to buy anything. I mean, you can look up the types of foods you can eat. You can look up recipes. You can do that on your own. Um, you could go buy our uh, you know gut healing kit, our uh, leaky gut kit, and, and, and try this on your own. No question you'll see improvements. You might run into some odd things, and, and you can always call back here when we're on the air, and we'll try to help you with it. Um, or if you decided you could you know, work on it one-on-one with us and we could target things. But th- there's a lot you could do on your own. Okay. So good luck with that. And if you, uh, if you have any questions, by all means, give us a call. Um, I am going to – let's get started. No, I don't think I'm going to start on a call. We're too close to the break. I'm going to take us into the break. When we come back, we'll get to as many calls as we can right after this. Uh, Kim, isn't it just really common that it's almost always women when we see that many problems compounded? They, yeah, it's probably three to one easy that yeah. it's the women that – um, and I know you, and I, I agree with you, you go right to that, you know, especially around our age and stuff too, you know, what um, what we grew up with, how we ate and what it did long-term to our bodies and now we're healing it. Because, and it seems like when people have problems, they just compound on each other, you know, they just build on each other and people have been dealing with kinds of dealing with stuff for a very long time. So I'm glad she reached out. Um, I'm sending her an email right now to his response just to good. Put space good. if she has any questions, but yeah. All right. Fantastic. There's the music. We'll get to a break. We'll be right back with more stuff right after this. Stick around. Kevin Rutherford.
back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. We're going to get back to the calls here. In, I, Kim, you know, it, our employees, our team is scattered all over the country, so we use a lot of text messaging um, all throughout mm-hmm. the day. And, and it happens all the time. I do it. Everybody does it. You send the message to the wrong person, and it, it's usually really funny. Uh, because you have no idea what somebody's talking about. I just got one. I, I looked down, and it was something about the uh, nut butters. <laughs> and I thought, what's that? Well, it wasn't meant for me, but it got me thinking. I, I am hooked on the fat bomb <laughs> nut butters. You know, my mm-hmm. my go-to now, if I either don't want to stop and, and fix a meal, and you know, because if I'm going to eat, mm-hmm. I like to eat food that, you know, high quality, I made myself, that's time consuming and I don't always have time. My go-to now, and this works so well, one of our Paleo Valley jalapeno meat sticks, I absolutely Mm -hmm. love those things. They taste amazing. They're grass-fed, grass-finished, fermented. They're so healthy and nutrient-dense. One of those and one of the salted chocolate macadamia nut butter packets. And... Yeah. I am satisfied just like I ate a meal. I mean, they are mm-hmm. so easy. Mm-hmm. I, I, they're amazing to have in a vehicle. You know, in the truck, I would have, yeah. you know, easy access to those. And I don't overeat them. You know, it's one of the, it's some of the snack foods I have to watch. I have some really healthy snack foods that I love, but you got to be careful. It's easy to overeat those. Uh, even monkey brittle, which we absolutely love. I, don't open the bag and leave the bag within reach. You're, go- you're <laughs> going to overeat it. I, so, But the beef sticks and the nut butters, I don't overeat those. I eat one of each, which is very little food. And I am so satisfied, and the taste is just amazing. I had to throw mm-hmm. that in there because... Um, you know, I- there, yeah, it's the truth of this. I don't have, like, I haven't gotten on to Thrive and ordered some of the different snacks they have. So my only snacks I have besides food, real food stuff um, is the sausages and the fat bombs. And the ones, I have them right here in my drawer, too, the salted, <laughs> salted chocolate macadamia nut butter as well. So I'll tell you, it was cool. You know, we were at the hospital a long time yesterday. And, you know, I ate a good breakfast in the morning and, um wasn't hungry. You know, that's what I love about this. You can, you know, you just don't get hungry. Um, But I had those with me and, you know, a couple people went off to the cafeteria and that. I'm like, no, I'm good. I didn't even want to go see what, because you know, you can (laughs) make things work. But I didn't want to because, and I knew I had these with me. And so I always make sure I have a couple in whatever bag I have with me. Just knowing you have them, um, so yeah. you don't really want anything else. So they're <laughs> yeah. awesome. They are. You know, and, and we've kind of taken a, uh, a, a play from the book of drug dealers. Um, every time somebody orders something <laughs> from us, no matter what they order, we usually throw in a beef stick or a nut butter, sometimes both. Yeah. Uh, because once people yeah. taste these, they're hooked. We know that. Um, but they're yeah. they're crazy healthy. They're so convenient yeah. to have in the truck, which is perfect for our listeners. Uh, and they're just, you know, so convenient and tasty. And so if you haven't tried the nut butters or the beef sticks, head on over to the store and try them. Or order something else, and we'll probably drop one in the package for you so you can try them. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's go to Virginia. Dustin, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kim. Hey there. Hi there. Uh, my question is, um, Kevin, I was reading that article on artificial sweeteners, 
the other day that you posted. Yes. And how it could lead to um, being restricted to type 2 diabetes. Yeah. Um, what what else can we drink besides, like, unsweetened um, tea, coffee, water? I'm, I'm still trying to get into this okay. um, lifestyle change. So Yeah, there, there are a know, couple of... I need to get away from the... I'm get, need to get away from the sports drink. I know they're... They're still full of sugar, you know? Yeah, there are a couple other options. Um, I I feel very fortunate that I am to the point now, and it took a while to get here, but I'm to the point now where the only thing I drink, coffee, water, and tea. Um, That's it. A lot of water. And water is now very satisfying to me. You know, you get to the point where, you know, when you drink a lot of sodas or sports drinks or flavored stuff and sweetened stuff, that water is just not very satisfying, and that's, that's sad. I, I, I feel fantastic after three years of this now. When I'm thirsty, I crave water. I, th- I, I love that. Um, and you can get there. But I understand that it's a transition. Um, Kim, you have a, a great option for this. Mm-hmm. Why don't you share that? Yeah, Justin, I have a soda stream. So um, I just do my filtered water in the soda stream. So it gives you the bubbles, and I always have um, fresh squeezed lemons. I buy lemons by the bagfuls, um, and that's what I use. Um, I know Bob Perry when gosh, this was years ago when we first, you know, we're chatting with Bob Perry and stuff, and he would teach people to put a tea bag in um, bottled water just to give it a little bit of flavor too, if that's what you're looking for. But I can't say enough about the Soda Stream. It is satisfying um, for anybody too that even to get off diet pop because it's a lot of times it's the fizz they like. Um, it's, and the fresh lemon juice is just fabulous. Yeah. The other thing, Dustin, okay. if you're right. looking, oh, if, if you still have that sweet craving, you do want to work to move away from that. Um, but if you have to use an artificial, I'm sorry, not an artificial sweetener, don't use artificial. The two natural sweeteners that you can use if you need to in in these kind of beverages would either be xylitol or stevia those are both natural sweeteners they don't have those nasty nasty side effects there's been a pretty strong link between artificial sweeteners and and ms um lots of neurological disorders so i tell people absolutely drop the artificial sweeteners but a lot of times people are confused about what's artificial and what's natural. Stevia is a natural sweetener, and so is xylitol. Xylitol is what's called a sugar alcohol. Um, so you can use either one of those if you just need to sweeten something. But I, I would say the sooner you kind of bite the bullet and get over that sweet craving, and it really is a craving, um, the sooner you get over it, the better you're going to be and the healthier you're going to be. Let's go to Nevada. Mike, welcome to the program. How are you doing, Kevin and Kim? Good. What's on your mind? Well, I was going to say that I've kind of reached, say, a plateau. You know, I I appreciate all the help you've given given me with the ketogenic diet and all that. But I'm like a plateau. I'm at... 220 pounds, but for some reason I can't. Get, I got down to about 210, and now I'm back up to about 2, 220, 225. I fluctuate right in that range right there. I'm I'm kind of comfortable with it, but I I think I need to lose probably another 15 pounds, maybe 20 pounds. 
and I'm at a plateau, and it's it's difficult for me with my diet because I eat primarily, you know, I, I'll take a spoonful of the coconut oil and I take a spoonful of the cocoa, you know, the, just the raw cacao, and and that, and have maybe two, maybe three of those in the morning, and I'll I try and do the Kerrygold butter, but I can't always get the butter because I'm in my truck all the time and I don't necessarily want to carry a cooler with me. And that's that's primarily my diet. And then when I'm at the truck stop, for instance, I'll get like a dinner salad and, you know, with mushrooms, onions, tomatoes. Okay. And I'll have them put like uh Okay. Hey, and I don't mean to cu- I, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I got I got to get to this pretty quick or we're going to run out. It, we see this a lot where people plateau. They get great results, they get to a point they plateau. We've identified mm-hmm. probably 6 or 7 different reasons this can happen. Uh, my first recommendation would be to have you go take our free NutriQ. Many times we can spot the problem in the NutriQ. Otherwise, Sometimes it's a matter of trial and error. We can say, well, this can cause a plateau, so try this. And then you can come back to us two or three weeks or a month later. If that didn't work, we could probably point out something else. If you want to shortcut that process, you could uh, sign up for one of our direct mentoring programs where Kim and I work with you directly, and we can target what that stall is. Um, Kim, we've been really, really successful at helping people get past that point. Yeah, because they get extra, extra focus. <laughs> you yeah. know, when you're working with somebody and you're a little bit more accountable and and just um, it just takes it to that next level. And sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. So it, it start with the free NutriQ. And then after you do the NutriQ, you can call into the show when we're live on the air. It doesn't cost anything. And if something jumps right out at us, we may be able to point you in the right direction on your own. And, and you could go try it. Otherwise... Um, working with us directly, uh, we're able to really shortcut that process, narrow down to what's causing the block, and get you past that pretty quick. With that, I am all out of time. Uh, thanks, everybody. Great stuff. We'll do it again next week. In the meantime, check out the website. The free NutriQ is there. The nut butters, the beef sticks, the leaky gut kit, the Atron Teal, you name it. Let's truck.com. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford.